In the bottom right corner of the USA, we believe that the FCC is the pinnacle of college athletics. The Bottom Right Corner podcast is here to bring you all things sports, news, and everything else going on around the Southeastern Conference. Welcome to the Bottom Right Corner podcast, where we discuss all things Southeastern Conference. We've got a little bit of college baseball to talk about today. The College World Series is among us, and it is finally here. How exciting. The College World Series takes the eight Super Regional Champions and flies them out to Omaha, Nebraska, where they will play their way for a chance to become national champions. Now, the SEC has actually fared quite well this season with four of the eight teams in the College World Series coming out of the SEC West. This is the most from a single conference ever that has played in the College World Series, much less all in the same division from said conference. Pretty impressive from the SEC there and the SEC West more specifically. Not to mention out of the eight teams, like we said, four SEC West teams, two of the other four teams are Texas and Oklahoma, which as we all know, will be joining the SEC in the very, very, very near future. They've already been accepted into the conference, but they are still currently in the Big 12. Imagine if it would have been six SEC teams. SEC is dominating. Sorry, not sorry. Nothing we can do about it. We are what we are, okay? Just yet another sport for the SEC to completely dominate. But let's take a step back. All right, so who are our eight teams in the College World Series? If you've been living under a rock, let's go ahead and spell it out for you. You got bracket one and bracket two. Let's start off with bracket one. We've got Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Texas, and Notre Dame. Four great, excellent teams have earned their way up to the top where they're at now. Let's jump down to bracket two. We've got Stanford, Arkansas, Auburn, and Ole Miss. Another group of four excellent teams in bracket two. So let's go ahead and jump into what has happened so far. And, you know, you might have Googled the scores or looked up, you know, finals, but let's get a little bit deeper into exactly what happened and, you know, kind of how we got to where we're at now. All right, so... First of all, let's go ahead and get a cool stat out of the way. For the first time ever, all four of the lower-seeded teams won on opening day. This brings up another interesting stat that shows us that 36 of the last 40 college baseball national champions all won their round one games. So round one being the games played on Friday and Saturday, just the first games for each team, okay? So the significance between those two combined together is saying that in the last 40 years, only four teams have made it, have won the national championship after losing their game one. So the odds are not in that favor. However, all the teams that won in round one this time were lower-seeded teams. So as it's looking right now, one of these lower-seeded teams has actually got a much better chance and much better odds to be the eventual national champions. How will that go? You know, are we more stats people or eye test people? I don't know. That's for you to decide. That's just an interesting stat that I thought you would might like to know. All right, let's move on and let's go ahead and start with the first games. Let's start with Texas A&M versus Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma had already taken, I'm sorry, let me step back. Oklahoma, I've been talking about them, bragging about them all season long. Actually, that's not true. All postseason, okay? If you go back to episode one where we're talking about 
Uh, I think we're previewing regionals. Yeah, previewing regionals for college baseball. I believe that was the first college baseball podcast we did. I think we didn't start until till postseason began. So in the regional preview, we discussed Oklahoma, and I said that they had had a very disappointing regular season, but that they were a scary team, super talented and super well coached, and that they would be a menace throughout this postseason. Well, pat on the back for me. Good job. Congrats. Claps. Golf clap of the hand. Oklahoma is now in the College World Series. Thank you very much for listening, and they're still going to be on a rampage. All right, let's go ahead and get get into the game. I'm sorry. Oklahoma had already taken an early lead in the second inning going up 8 to nothing. Texas A&M, however, was not finished, and they came fighting back, eventually scoring eight runs of their own in this game. But from the damage in the first two innings, Oklahoma continued to chop away more and more runs while Oklahoma, while Texas A&M was stacking up those eight runs. So Oklahoma continued to pull away and eventually winning the game 13 to 8. Texas A&M SEC West SEC brothers, we love them. Do better next time. It's all good. Oklahoma's a very good team. So is Texas A&M. All right, let's move on to Texas versus Notre Dame. Okay, can't be mad at anybody here. Because no SEC team, shocking that we even have a matchup without an SEC team, considering that half of the field is SEC West teams. All right, the Giant Slayers, that is Notre Dame, they strike again. The Fighting Irish had secured a 6-2 lead by the end of the fifth inning after scoring consistently in runs in the third, fourth, and fifth innings. Notre Dame gets it done again and will head straight to the winner's bracket. Notre Dame is probably most famous this postseason for taking down number one, Tennessee, the end-all, be-all of college baseball, the team that everyone picked um, to win the national champion and to go the furthest and the best team, including myself, by the way. I'm not immune from this. I thought that Tennessee was definitely going to have the best chance of winning the national championship, and they ended up losing to Notre Dame in the Super Regionals. So, it is what it is. Notre Dame gets it done again, defeats Texas. Notre Dame heading to the winner's circle. Texas heading to the elimination loser's bracket to see if they might go home or if they can live to fight another day, fight to live another day, whichever way you want to put it. All good with me. All right, let's move on to the next game. The Omahogs are ready. All right, I hate to say I told you so, but the Arkansas Razorbacks have been sitting here waiting for the postseason for their run, when they always play well, when they always bring their game, and when they always play excellent and exceed expectations. Once again, Arkansas demolished an excellent Stanford team, who in some people's eyes were the favorite, or one of the favorites at least, to win the whole thing. Not I, though. Not this guy. SEC all the way. We got too many teams in there. We got too many teams in the field. There ain't no way some Northwestern school can defeat all of them, right? Well, thankfully, Arkansas proved me right so far. Hopefully, the SEC can continue that run and show us that they are the most dominant. Once again, Connor Nolan was delivering hot cross buns down the middle over the plate, allowing just two runs and one walk. The dude's incredible, great pitcher. Arkansas fans love him. SEC fans love him. Good to watch him on the mound. Also, while he will not turn around and pitch on Monday, with a buffer day in between games, you could possibly see him or any of these other SEC ace pitchers come in on game three, if it does come to that, by the way. That little extra 
buffer day in between games is not the same as in the regional and super regionals where your games are kind of back to back to back. So that's kind of an interesting twist to keep in mind for anybody out there watching these games. But anyways, Arkansas, they end up winning 17-2 in round one to advance to the winner's circle. All right, let's move on to the next game. Ole Miss versus Auburn was the one and only SEC West versus SEC West matchup that we got this weekend. And honestly, I'm pretty surprised that they didn't split these two teams up between maybe Texas A&M and Notre Dame, let one play one and the other play the other. Uh, but I guess they just you know want to go ahead and get the SEC teams out because we're dominating the field too well as it is. Uh, eventually, it's going to be all SEC teams, anyways. So they're like, let's go ahead and pick a few apart so that it's like, okay, well, you know, Notre Dame's still alive or Stanford's still alive. I don't know. I digress. Let's get back into the games. But this game was honestly all Ole Miss from the start with two runs in the top of the first. The Rebs hopped out to an early lead because of that. Well, no big deal for Auburn, though, right? Two runs in the first, easy enough to overcome, I'd say, you'd say. They'd say we'd all scream for ice cream. Wrong. The Rebs did manage to score more runs, but it wouldn't have mattered anyways because the Tigers couldn't break past the one run scored. That's all they ended up getting. Auburn showed signs, okay, in the Super Regionals, if you were watching, they showed signs of cold bats versus Oregon State. But that was to some excellent pitching, so kind of made sense, kind of made up for it, uh, makes sense. Really good pitching. You got Cooper Jerpy in there. You got other these other pitchers that Oregon State has. Maybe that's why they didn't look so hot. But it looks like it could become a common theme. Let's hope not. Is Auburn, you know, is Auburn hitting going to freeze out at the worst possible time of the season? We'll see. Ole Miss cruised past Auburn with an easy 5-1 to one win. That's your recap from round one. Everything that happened, all the teams that won all the excitement, fanfare, and and what have you. Uh, so what are our round two matchups, all right, right? What's in the future? What are we looking forward to? All right, for bracket one, the loser's bracket will watch rivals Texas and Texas A&M hash it out in a loser walks scenario, okay? Loser go home, goes home in this one, winner advances. You're fighting for your life, fighting to stay alive. Texas and Texas A&M, we know there's a deep, deep rivalry there. Same state. Used to be in the Southwest Conference together. Used to be in the Big 12 together. About to be in the SEC together. It's been a long, long tumultuous history between these two schools. And honestly, you love to see it. Can't wait to watch this game and you know see some horns down being thrown down all over the place. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. So really excited for that one. I, I like Texas A&M in that game. I think Texas A&M should be able to pull off the win over the Longhorns and send Texas packing. All right, for the bracket one winner circle, holds Oklahoma, who will face off against Notre Dame. That'll be an interesting one. Like I said, been high on Oklahoma for a really long time. So even though Notre Dame is super, super hot, I'm still going with Oklahoma in that one. All right, in bracket two, the loser's bracket, will see Auburn paired up against Stanford to see who stays alive and who heads home. This is a really tough one. Auburn, you know, getting the loser draw on this one, right? They they lost their game. So, okay, well, you go down to the other team that lost. Usually it's a little bit of a better matchup. Well, they get the number two team in the nation. So, yeah, Arkansas did mince them up pretty good. But if Auburn can't get the bat swinging, they may be packing it in early. This one's honestly too tough for me to call. If Auburn's hot, they've got a chance. If they're cold, Stanford's going to run away with this thing. 
no problem. All right. The bracket two winner circle has two SEC West opponents against each other again with Arkansas and Ole Miss facing off in a massive matchup. I cannot wait for this one. And I can't believe I'm saying this, okay? But in my personal opinion, the winner of this game has the best chance to win it all. That's right. I believe that the winner between in this game between Arkansas and Ole Miss has the best chance to win the national championship and bring the hardware home to their school. We'll see what happens. That's just my opinion, but I wanted to throw it out there for you. So we've got a lot of good games coming up on Sunday and Monday. We're going to have a podcast on Sunday night and Monday night, previewing both games and looking forward to the upcoming matchups. So be sure to follow us at SEC Talk one on Twitter, or you can just type in the bottom right corner on Google or the bottom right corner podcast. It'll pull up everything you need to know. Just start clicking away. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for listening. We've got a lot more college baseball coverage now that the SEC will, excuse me, the College World Series. I want to call it the SEC World Series so bad because we're dominating this thing, but the College World Series continues to move on, and we are so excited. Thank you so much for joining, and we will see you all tomorrow night or the next morning. Have a good one.